Greetings, family. Welcome to today's podcast. Happy Monday. We got a whole week ahead of us. Let us thank God for this coming week. We can declare all is well on Monday, all is well on Tuesday, all is well on Wednesday, all is well on Thursday, all is well on Friday, all is well on Saturday, and all is well on Sunday. Somehow we just declare this for each day as our higher power has the power to bless those days. Magnificent, powerful days. That it will be accountable and remarkable for the rest of our lives that we uh, we got touched in those days because we declared it in unison. All is well. Welcome to today's reading of Daily Reflections. I'm Fernando, alcoholic, and having a lot of coffee this morning. Been up since 3.20 this morning. It's 6.20 now. And let's go ahead and read today, Active Guardians, for November 29th, like I said. To us, however, it represents far more than a sound public relations policy. It is more than a denial of self-seeking. This tradition is a constant and practical reminder that personal ambition has no place in AA. In it, each member becomes an active guardian of our fellowship. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 183. The basic concept of humility is expressed in the 11 tradition. It allows me to participate completely in the program in such a simple yet profound manner. It fulfills my need to be an integral part of a significant whole. Humility brings me closer to the actual spirit of togetherness and oneness without which I could not stay sober. In remembering that every member is an example of sobriety, each one living the 11 tradition, I am able to experience freedom because each one of us is anonymous. And in tradition 11 says, our public relations policy is based on attraction. Rather than promotion, we need always to maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Okay, and the long form says, for that tradition 11, says, Our relations with the general public should be characterized by personal anonymity. We think AA ought to avoid sensational advertising. Our names and pictures as AA members are not to be broadcasted, filmed, or publicly printed. Our public relations should be guided by the principle of attraction rather than promotion, there's never need to praise ourselves. We feel it better to let our friends recommend us. Amen. Uh, maybe I'm guilty of that, of uh, mentioning the name Alcoholic Anonymous. So from now on, if I could remember, I'll say uh, the 12-step movement. How about that? Is that good? Amen. So where credit is due... Let us praise uh, the program that saved our lives and about three million others that are have recovered, and about fifteen million that have been through this program and gone to do other things. Some to drink, some to live, some to get it together and do other great things. You know, well, we it's a wake you up program, no nonsense type of program. The truth is in the middle. Okay, I'll be reading uh, November 29th of the uh, 24-hour little book. 
Thank you for coming in and listening today to my uh, recovery process. Appreciate it. AA thought for the day. The AA way is the way of sobriety, and yet there are slips. Why do these slips occur? Why don't we all accept AA and stay sober from then on? There are many reasons, but it has been proved without exceptions that once we have become alcoholics, we can never drink successfully again. This has never been disproved by any case we know of. Many alcoholics have tried drinking after a period of sobriety from a few days to a few years, and no one that we know of has been successful in becoming a normal drinker. Could I be that only exception to this rule? Can I? Meditation for the day. We are gathered together in thy name. First, we are gathered together bound by a common loyalty to God and to each other. Then, when this condition has been fulfilled, God is present with us. Then, when God is there and one with us, we voice a common prayer. Then, it follows that our prayer will be answered according to God's will. Then, when our prayer is answered, we are bound together in a lasting fellowship of the Spirit. Wow. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may be loyal to God and to others. I pray that my life today may be lived closely to His and to theirs. Okay, let's go ahead and pray for our coming week. Uh, we pray that we may have a good day, uh, that our higher power will give us a blast of a day today, a joyful day. We pray for Tuesday, uh, that all will be well in Tuesday. Can we say we pray that we will put Tuesday in the hands of our Creator, of our higher power, and we, we ask you to bless Tuesday and all our activities on Tuesday and tomorrow. And we ask and we pray for the blessings for Wednesday, that all will be well on Wednesday. We ask that, that, and pray for Thursday, that all will be well on Thursday. We ask and pray for Friday, that all will be well on Friday. We ask and pray for a blessing for Saturday, that all will be restful and recreation and delightful on Saturday. And we pray for Sunday, that it will be holy, happy, and joyful with the, uh, our God of our understanding, that we be hooked up with the Most High and making strides and enjoying a fellowship because we prayed. We prayed ahead of time for the week. All right, let's go ahead and uh, what else do we got here? Oh, we got my favorite page on page 116 of the 12 and 12. It says, um, when we develop still more, second paragraph, we discover the best possible source of emotional stability to be God himself. We found that dependence upon his perfect justice, forgiveness, and love was healthy and that it will work where nothing else would. If we really depended upon God, we couldn't very well play God to our fellows, nor would we feel the urge wholly to rely on human protection and care. Page 116. That means we continue to thank God as the as serenity prayer says. I, I read it this way. I say, God, I thank you for the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. 
I thank you for the courage to change those things I can, and I thank you for the wisdom to know the difference. There's just something about thanking God for uh, for every anything that I request, anything. It just seems more respectable. <laughs> hey, God bless you guys. Have a great day. Give them heaven. Let's go ahead and pray out with the uh, Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. Welcome to today's reading of Alcoholic Anonymous. We are starting our group. Um, good morning, Rick. Welcome to today's podcast. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It was, we got a remarkable week today and this coming week. Uh, yeah, great things are happening. We blessed the week. May it, may it go well with us. We're, we are asking for those blessings to come, you know, from. So, when, when's your birthday? Uh, the 12th of April. Is your belly button or AA? Yeah, my belly button. My AA is July 27th. Oh, easy to remember. Yeah. Don't you wish that we're on the same day? You can really celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, well, how's it going? How's everything? It is fine. Everything's going all right. You know? Went to church yesterday and, you know, heard a good word. Good, good. Yeah, me too. I didn't go to church, but I had my... I should should start going. I had my session, my session here. I've been up since 3.30. I read... I read Psalm 119. You know how long that one's? 176 verses. <laughs> Amen. Just to uh, open up the arteries, just read that one. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Let's go ahead and open up with the uh, set aside prayer. God, I set aside everything I think I know about you, everything I think I know about me my fellow man, about these 12 steps for a fresh new revelation in who you are, what my role is, how to treat my fellow man, and how to receive these 12 steps for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's go ahead and start with page 62. We're going to do probably a half order today. Uh, go ahead and uh, start start us off on the first two, please, on page 62, the big book. Self-interest up there is that we think there's a root of all our trouble. 
know, driven by hundred more self delusions, self seeking, self pity, we step on our toes or our fellows and we retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, sometimes doing without provocation. But with it, we invariably find there's one time in the past we have made decisions based on, on self, which later causes us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles, we think, are based on our own making. They arise from ourselves. Well, all is extreme example of self will run riot. No, he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, the alcoholic must be rid of the selfishness. We we must or it kills us. That makes that possible. And we often see where there's no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us have had moral, physiological conditions galore, but what we could not live up to them, even though we have like would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness by wishing or trying our own power. We have to have God's help. This is the how and the why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter, in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father. We are his children. Most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone of the new triumphant arch through which we passed to freedom. <clears throat> when we sincerely took such a position... All sorts of remarkable things follow. We had a new employer, being all-powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. We now step through the middle of the center to our maker who has lived and said, Have died. I offer myself to thee and build me in that will and relieve me the body of himself, which uh, better do better to do thy will. <clears throat> Take away all my difficulties and victory over them, bear witness over those who I have met. Help by thy power, thy love, and life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we were good, abandon ourselves utterly to him. Amen. Uh, page 76. Good morning, Kimberly. Hi, I'm going to have to listen. My eyes. My uh, eye is infected now. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for coming in. We appreciate you. Okay, page 76. <clears throat> When ready, we say something like this, My Creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We had then completed step seven. Page 86, please. On, on awakening... Let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is clear of wrong motives. Which course to take. Here's what we ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought. 
or decision. We were laughing to take it easy. We don't struggle. We were often surprised how right the answers come after we tried this for a while. <clears throat> it used to be the hunter of occasional inspiration gradually becomes more part of the mind. Being still and experience having just made conscious contact with God. It's not probable that we are going to be inspired all the time. We might pay for the presumption, but all sorts of weird actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will come as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration we come to rely upon. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us <clears throat> have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives and friends to join us in morning meditation. We belong to a religious denomination which requires definite morning devotions. We attend that also. If not members of religious bodies, we can sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principle we have been discussing. There are many helpful books and suggestions about these may be obtained by one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they have to offer. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful. We ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we're no longer ready to show. Uh, humbly say to ourselves, many times you say that I will be done. We are in, we are in less, much less danger than of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We may be gotten more and more efficient, but we do not tire so easily. We are not out there burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange our lives to ourselves. Page 416, please. It helped me a great deal to become convinced that alcoholism was a disease, not a moral issue. That I had been drinking as a result of a compulsion, even though I had not been aware of that compulsion at that time. And that sobriety was not a matter of willpower. The people of AA had something that looked much better than what I had, but I was afraid to let go of what I had. In order to try something new, there was a certain sense of security in the familiar. At last, acceptance proved to be the key to my drinking problem. After I'd been around AA for seven months, tapering off alcohol and pills, not finding the program working very well, I was finally able to say, Okay, God, it is true that I, of all people, strange as it may seem, and even though I didn't give my permission, really, really am an alcoholic of sorts. And it is all right with me. Now what am I going to do about it? When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. From that moment on, I have not had a, a single compulsion to drink. Acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I'm concerned because I find some person, place, or thing, or situation which some fact in my life unacceptable to me. I can find no serenity until I accept uh, that person, place, thing or situation being exactly the way it's supposed to be at the moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake until I accept my alcoholism. I cannot stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. 
I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world, but what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. Shakespeare said, all the world's stage, all the men were merely players. He forgot to mention that I was a chief critic. I was also able to see how I see the flaw in every person, every situation, and I was always glad to point it out because I knew he wanted perfection, just as I did. I, and acceptance has taught me that there is a bit of good in the worst of us, a bit of bad in the best of us, and, and that we are uh, oh God, I lost my place. <laughs> and that we are all children of God, and each of us has the right to be here. When I complain about me or you, uh, I'm complaining about God's handiwork. I'm saying I know better than God. For years, I was sure the worst thing that can happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would be turned out to be an alcoholic. Today, I find it's the best thing that has ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me, and if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone. So I'm better off if I don't give advice, don't figure I know what's best, and just accept life on life's terms as it is today, especially my own life, as it actually is. Before AA, I judged myself by my intention, while the world was judging me by my actions. Acceptance has been the answer to my marital problems. It is though AA has given me a new pair of glasses. Max and I have been married now for 35 years. Prior to our marriage, when she was a shy, scrawny adolescent, I was able to see things in her that others couldn't necessarily see. Things like beauty, charm, gaiety, a gift for being easy to talk to, a sense of humor, and many other fine qualities. It was as if I had, rather than a Midas touch, which turned everything to gold. A magnifying mind that magnified whatever it focused on. Over the years, as I thought about Max, her good qualities grew and grew, and we married. And all these qualities became more and more apparent to me, and we were happier and happier. But then I drank, but then I drank more and more, and the alcohol seemed to affect my vision instead of continuing to see what was good about my wife, I began to see her defects. And the more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied. Every defect I pointed out to her became greater and greater. Each time I told her she was nothing, she would reduce the limit more into nowhere. The more I drank, the more she wilted. Then one day in AA, I was told that I had my lens on my glasses backwards and the courage to change in the surgery environment, not that I should change my... Hold on. Not that I should change... My marriage, but rather I should change myself and learn to accept my spouse as she was. They have given me a new pair of glasses. I can then focus on what my wife's good qualities and watch them grow, grow, and grow. I can do the same thing with an AA meeting. The more I focus my mind on his defects, late starts, <laughs> long drunkologues, cigarette smoke, the worse the meeting becomes. But when I try to see what I can add to the meeting, Rather than what I can get out of it, and when I focus my mind on what's good about it, rather than what's wrong with it, the meaning keeps getting better and better. When I focus on what's good today, I have a good day. And when I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. If I focus on a problem, the problem increases. If I focus on the answer, the answer increases. Page 420. Go ahead, Rick. 420, Oh. I'll get it. Perhaps. Oh, oh, oh. oh I'm like, oh, I, thought, I thought I was looking for 520. I'm sorry. Perhaps <laughs> remember that my 
journey is inversely proportional to my expectations. The higher my expectations of Max and other people, the lower my journey. I can watch my journey level rise when I discard my expectations, but by rights, try to move in, they too can force my journey level down. If I have to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself, how important is it, really? How important is it compared to my serenity and my emotional sobriety? And when I place more and more value on my serenity than my sobriety than anything else, I can maintain it at a higher level, at least for the time being. Acceptance is the key to my relationship with God today. I never just sit and do nothing while waiting for Him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever's in front of me to be done, and I leave that results up to him, however it turns out. That's God's will for me. I must keep my magic magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations, for my serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. When I remember this, I can see I never had it so good. Thank God for AA. Page 552, please. that you want to be free of. If you will pray for that person or that thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask for their, we ask, uh, if you will ask for them in your prayers for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even if you really don't want it or mean it for them, <coughs> in your prayers are only words. <coughs> If you don't mean it, go ahead and do it anyways. Do it every day for two weeks and you will find you will come and mean it and want it for them. And you realize where you used to feel bitterness, resentment, and hatred. You now feel compassion, understanding, and love. It worked for me then, and it has worked for me many times since, and it will work for me every time I am willing to work it. Sometimes I have to ask first for the willingness, but it too always comes. And because it works for me, it will work for all of us. As another great man says, the only real freedom a human being can ever know is doing what you ought to do because you want to do it. This great experience that released me from the bondage of hatred and replaced it with love is really just another affirmation of the truth I know. I get everything I need in Alcoholics Anonymous and everything I need I get. And when I get what I need, I invariably find that it was just what I wanted all the time. Page 100, please. walk day by day in a path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back and we realize that the things that which came to us will put us our, uh, put ourselves in God's hands and which are, were much better than anything we could ever plan. Follow decades of a higher power and you will find presently a, a new and wonderful world no matter what your circumstances. Page 83. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we're halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitudes and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations we used to baffle us. 
we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They're being filled, fulfilled. They are being fulfilled among us. Sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Page 85, please. It is easy to let up our spiritual program of, that program of action and rest our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do so, for the alcohol is so full. We are not cured of alcohol. What we really have is daily reprieve of the conscience of the maintenance of a spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry out that mission of God's will into our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, thy mind be done. These thoughts which go with us constantly, we can exercise our own willpower along the line of all we wish it is proper use of the will. Much of us have said, uh, much of us have already said, oh God, let me start this one. Much of us have already been said about receiving strength and inspiration and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we are careful to follow direction, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. We can extend our, we can extend and we ha have become God conscious. Uh, we have to develop a vital success which must go, we must go further. That means more action. Page 43, please. And once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink. Except in a few rare cases, neither he nor any other human being can provide us such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. D.N. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words, man. Thank you, guys. I, I, I think something remarkable is going to happen because... Uh, these words are taking flight into the uh, cosmos. <laughs> hey, uh, hi, Anthony. Hey, Kimberly, any, anything remarkable happened this week, this weekend, yesterday? Welcome to today's reading of Faith to Faith, Daily Devotional from Kenneth Copeland, November 29. Don't buy a lie. It's taken out of Deuteronomy 28.2. And all these blessings should come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Deuteronomy 28.2. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Well, brother, in the end, I'm sure you'll see these financial problems are actually a blessing in disguise. Have you ever heard anybody say that to someone who's hurting financially? Chances are you have. It's a popular idea. The problem is it's a lie used by the devil to keep you, keep believers down. To keep you down. As a result, many believers today are suffering one financial defeat after another. So let's go to the Word of God today and get the issue of prosperity and poverty straight. Let's find out once and for all which is the blessing, which is the curse. You can find that answer to that question in Deuteronomy 28 when what God describes in verses 1 through 14 
is the blessing, prosperity. In verses 15 through 31, God describes poverty, and he has called it a curse. Again, what God describes in verses 1 through 14 is a blessing, capital blessing. And the rest of the verses are poverty, and he calls it a curse. Okay. The curse is meant to destroy, not to teach people a lesson, not to make them more spiritual, but to destroy them. Regardless of how intense the lack is, the nature of poverty remains the same. It is and will always be a curse. Satan has gone to great lengths to convince God's people that poverty is a blessing in disguise. But poverty is something the devil contrived, conceived, made up. Don't buy into his lies. Get your thinking in line with the word of God. If you were born again, child of God, you no longer have to live under the curse of poverty or any other curse for that matter. You've been redeemed. Additional reading is Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 31. Okay, let's go ahead and go to our, a lot of reading. Let's go to our Deuteronomy. And I'll read it for you. How about that? I'll read it for you. Here we go, Deuteronomy, what was it, 28? It says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offsprings of your flock. Blessed should be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouse and in all which you set your hand on, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandment of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in his season, and to bless all the works of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them, so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or the left, 
to go after other gods to serve them. And the next ones are curses on disobedience. But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, cursed shall you be in the country, cursed shall you be your back. So it's actually all reversed, but I want to point out one thing. I used to wonder, how can I accomplish this? And through the years, I realized that uh, if you will sing God's songs, you are doing his commandments, and you are hooked up with the Lord Jesus, and your connection of the counsel of God is open, so your bl our blessings are open. When we sing songs, meditation, prayers, and stay in tune with God, thanking Him for our problems so they will deteriorate, dissipate. Thank Him for our problems. They will dissipate our bills, our character defects, our overspending. I'm going to read to you this on the Good News Translation. See how, what a twist it has here. If you obey the Lord your God and faithfully keep all his commands that I'm giving you today, he will make you greater than any other nation on earth. Obey the Lord your God and all these blessings will be yours. The Lord will bless your towns and your fields. The Lord will bless you with many children, with abundant crops, and with many cattle and sheep. The Lord will bless your grain and crops and the food you prepare for them. The Lord will bless everything you do. The Lord will defeat your enemy when they attack you. They will attack from one direction, but they will run from you in all directions. The Lord your God will bless your work and fill your barns with grain. He will bless you in the land that he's giving you. If you obey the Lord your God and do everything he commands, he will make you his own people as he promised. Then all the people on the earth will see that the Lord has chosen you to be his own people and they will be afraid of you. The Lord will give you many children, many cattle and abundant crops in the land that he promised your ancestors to give you. He will send rain in season from his rich storehouse in the sky and bless all your work so that you will lend to many nations but you will not have to borrow from any. The Lord your God will make you the leader among the nations and not a follower. You will always prosper and never fail if you obey faithfully all his commands that I am giving you today. But you must never disobey them in any way or worship and serve other gods. Amen. The key is, uh, Jesus said, hang on this verse all the, all the commandments and the law of the prophet. What verse was that? Thou shalt love thy Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind. Love yourself and love your neighbor. Actually, he said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So apparently, um, we have to accept the love of God, and then we can love God back. And then we can love our neighbor by reading a lot. You know, reading a lot will show that uh, we love our neighbor because we're working on the negative side of ours, try to to uh, to accomplish, to get it to confirm conform to God's word. All right, now let's go ahead and read one more book for today, and that's Limitless Love. 
for November 29th. Uh, I thank God that I am long-winded and you guys get a full dose of my uh, studies that I love to study here. I believe God is listening to us. That we're musing on His words. We're having fellowship through His words. Limitless love. Obey the word of love. Huh. November 29th. This is by Kenny Copeland. Whoever keeps His word in Him, the love of God has truly been perfected. 1 John 2, verse 5. New American Standard. Wow, folks. You see the miracle right now? Who was talking about love? It says, obey the word of love, but whoever keeps his word, that's us, in him the love of God has truly been perfected. Woohoo! 1 John 2, 5. Many people, believers included, think love means having warm feelings about people. They think of love as an emotional thing, but love is not a feeling. And feeling is not the evidence of love. Love is a person and action is the evidence. Love is a person. <clears throat> love is an action is the evidence. <clears throat> Excuse me. God is love. First John 4, 8. So to be moved by love is to be moved <clears throat> not by feelings but by God himself. What does God move us to do what does God move us to do he moves us to obey his word because whoever keeps God's word in him the love of God is perfected <clears throat> what does keeping God's word have to do with living in love think about it for a moment the word of God is the expression of God's himself since God is love everything the word tells us must be loving so if we want to walk in love, all we have to do is act on the word. Whatever it says to do, we just do it. If we follow that simple guideline and put God's word first, we can come through the most, through the most complicated, challenging situations in victory. We can overcome every scheme of the devil because love never fails. It can't <clears throat> fail because God is love and God cannot fail. Love people unconditionally by acting on God's word, and you'll see miracles take place around you. You'll not only see others blessed, you'll find yourself stepping into greater blessing than you ever, ever known before. Walking in love by obeying God's word will even cause your finances to increase. A friend of mine experienced that years ago when he went into the television and radio business. He wanted to buy a station from a Jewish man and told him, The word of God says that it will bless you. God will bless me, so I am going to see to it that you get the better part of this deal. Most people would be afraid to say such a thing. They'll be afraid of being taken advantage of. But that deal turned out to be exceptionally profitable for both of them. My friend was a tremendous Christian witness to his Jewish friend, and they ended up preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ together on radio. When love rules, prosperity can flow. So commit to living the life of the love of God today by determining to obey the word no matter what. Then watch God turn failure into success again and again. 
at home, at work, in any situation. You can prove it for yourself. Love never fails. Again, so commit to living the life of the love of God today by determining to obey the word, no matter what. Then watch God turn failure into success again and again. At home, at work, in any situation. You can prove it to yourself. Love never fails. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's word. Lord, we just thank you for our enemies, the people that talk about us, that use us, to contradict us, Lord God, the people that don't know you, Lord. We just lift them up to you and put them in your altar, Lord God, that you may bless them and prosper them, bless their spirits, bless their, their goings in and their going out, bless around there their soil, their resources, bless their houses, their children, their relationship with their employer, Lord. Bless them with the relationship with their brothers and sisters, Lord, and your relationship with those, with those people, Lord God. They use us and talk bad about us, Lord God, and hate us, Lord. We just thank you for them. We ask you for their spiritual life and love. May they, their children be healthy, their moms and dads, and prosper them, Lord God, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally. Heal them, Lord God, and restore them, Father. We give them into your hands, Lord God, that they will stay there, Lord. We give them into your arms, Jesus, that you may fix our enemies, Lord. We just give them over to you, Lord, that you will love on them. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Have a great day, family. Give them heaven.